This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Are today's parents unintentionally creating an entitled me generation of young adults? A legal expert says if you don't let kids struggle sometimes, they can turn out to be spoiled brats. The state of mind in which children believe that they should have anything that they want, while also believing at the same time that they shouldn't have to make an effort to get it. Then, how much money could you save on fees and interest just by contacting your credit card provider? The success rate of people who made these requests is about 80%, which is just amazing considering how much money people can save by doing these things. Those two interviews and more are coming your way on this week's show. InfoTrack gets underway right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. No parent wants their children to turn out badly, yet some just can't resist spoiling their kids. InfoTrack's Roy Mackey talks to an advisor to the wealthy on how to keep kids from thinking they're entitled. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Our guest is Richard Watts. He is a legal advisor to the super wealthy and the author of Entitlemania, How Not to Spoil Your Kids and What to Do If You Have. I think this is an issue that every parent struggles with. Can you give us just maybe a couple of examples of what you mean when you use the term entitlemania? Entitlemania to me is this state of mind in which children believe that they should have anything that they want while also believing at the same time that they shouldn't have to make an effort or don't know to make an effort to get it. You can have somebody that has a family that has a lot of money. I've seen an entitlement issue where a 12-year-old son boards a commercial jet, sits in first class. He's never been on anything but a private jet his whole life. And he looks around in the first class and sees people and he says, Mom and Dad, why are all these people on our plane? (laughs) All the way down to children that want to get a new toy for Christmas when, you know, they're sold out at all the stores and everybody wants them and they're selling on eBay for $1,000 and there are families that are shelling out hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a $60 toy because they want their kid to be the one that has it. So do you see this as primarily an issue for the wealthy or does it affect everyone? I think it affects everybody at all levels. It's a question of attitude of parents nowadays and there is a self-awareness that a lot of current-day parents have lost about doing the right thing as a parent and trying not to be the best friend of your child, but really standing back and saying, I really need to make some changes here. Many parents say, hey, I'm glad I have more than my parents did when I was growing up, so what's the harm in indulging my kids more than I was? So what is the harm? Well, children are kind of like goldfish. They will eat anything you give them. You're told not to feed them too much, and the reason is they don't know when to stop. And eventually, you can actually kill your pets by feeding them and feeding them and feeding them. And the pet doesn't know any different because that's all they know to do is to eat. Similarly, a parent begins to give, and in the process of giving, they the kids take because they don't know anything other than taking. They just receive, and if it's a new bicycle, that's fine. If it's a new toy, if it's a new car when they're 16... If it's anything that they want as they go, they begin to lose the connection or the correlation between receiving and earning or what they need to do to go get that thing in the future. 
One of the things you write about is the value of struggle for kids, and that's, of course, age-old advice, but tell us what your take is on that. Struggle is something that parents have taken out of the system for their kids because somewhere in the process, they look back on their childhood and they see harm and they see difficulty and they see bullying and they see failure and they really believe that those were difficult times for them and they can't really bear watching their children go through those same struggles. And yet, in the process of giving our kids everything we didn't have, we forget to give them what we did have, which is we learned a lot about failure. You know, our kids want to know about our failures. They want to know about what didn't go right for us. And so struggle for them then becomes something that is really just another task and another facet and another way to kind of inch your way toward earning something, which then begets this wonderful thing called self-pride. However small, when you do it on your own, you get to feel the self-worth and the self-pride of having achieved. Something that you write about in your book that I think will probably pique the curiosity of many people is that you recommend treating kids as guests in your home. What do you mean by that? That's something that my grandmother actually said to my father who said it to me and I've said it to my kids. I believe that it's the responsibility of a parent to be a parent. And part of that responsibility is to begin training them to be on their own from the very beginning of them being with you as a child. So if they're only going to be there a short period of time, the very best you can do for them is prepare them for what's to come. And in my thinking, that's not to treat them with unfamiliarity. That's just to love them, but also recognize that they're just temporarily with you and they're going to be put out into the wild soon enough. And the more you get into the concept, as tough as it is to say it to yourself, that these don't belong to me, these are just guests that I am have the privilege of training and loving, when they get out, they'll be ready to go instead of turning back to the nest. And yet many times these days, adult kids are still very dependent on their parents. And I would gauge that as being 100% a problem of a parent. I don't think, as I said earlier, that goldfish or children know any different than to receive what they're getting. It's incumbent on the parent, really, to recognize that they have got to begin to make tough decisions. And when they see struggle coming into their children's life, they need to put their hands in their pockets. They need to bite down hard on a belt. And they just need to tough it out and let the kid figure out on its own what it needs to do. Because every child will begin to develop different tools toward their own success. Our guest on InfoTrack is Richard Watts. He's a personal advisor and legal counsel to the super wealthy and now the author of a book called Entitlemania, How Not to Spoil Your Kids and What to Do If You Have. Something else you write about is the importance of being able to delay gratification and as parents to model that for your child. Can you maybe give us an example of how parents can achieve that? They could almost do it every day. They need to practice not having. And that means that whenever you are basically confronted with something that you'd like to have, that you consider a want, not a necessity, we all need shelter and we need food, but things that are a want, to literally make the statement out loud in front of your kids, you know, that's something we could have or I'd like to have, but I'm not going to have it right now. I'm going to defer that. I'm not going to have it. And I frankly have said that to my kids my entire life. If they now model that same behavior for their children where they say, we're not going to have this right now. And the kids begin to realize when they want that toy and they want that bicycle, hey, mom and dad, when they say, we're not going to have that right now, 
at early stages in their life, they understand it because mom and dad have been doing that all along. As we wrap this up, there's one final statement in your book that I have to ask you about. You say, for everything you give your child, you take something away. Yeah, you have to recognize that everything you give your child, and I'm speaking particularly of material things, or if you shortcut them, there is something in their life you're taking away from them. That's the concept. So you say, well, how possibly could there be a problem when I give my 16-year-old daughter a car? It's not a BMW. I gave her a Jetta. I gave her something that was small. I gave her something austere, but it was brand new with a bow on it. What am I taking away? What could I possibly be taking away? Well, you only have to do that as a parent to soon recognize that that child does not feel the same pride in that automobile that you do, and they will begin to abuse that. They'll begin to leave junk. They'll begin to not clean it. They'll begin to not take care of it. You're taking away from them the ability to earn the pride of having something on their own, and that applies to almost anything that you can do for them. If you give them a way to escape, to go from point A to point C, there's part of the journey that you're taking away from them, and that's all a learning experience that they need to equip themselves with tools for life in the future. What do you think about college education and the cost of that and middle-class families today thinking, I can't bear the thought of making my kids struggle with college debt for decades to come, so somehow I have to pay for it, even if it's a hardship. What do you think about that whole concept? That falls on both sides, and I'm not looking to tell people they shouldn't do one thing or shouldn't do another, but in the area of college, I have seen it both ways. I have seen parents that couldn't afford it, and the kids still went to great colleges. They were saddled with student loans. I've also seen modified versions of that where parents have paid for college, but if the kids went on to graduate school, they only paid a portion of it to let the kids own those degrees. But I also have to comment, Roy, that you know you do hear the stories about the disadvantaged kids that come through the schooling system that survive. And if you've ever had an experience of listening to the pride of one of these kids that just didn't have any alternative of mom and dad, even with hardship, paying for their education. It's marvelous to hear how those survival stories turn into the most wonderfully motivated people as adults to achieve and to not see any barriers to attaining their dreams. So there's no right or wrong here, but there really is the thought that you have to think through what it is you're taking away by giving your kids an easy path to their destination. A topic I think nearly every parent can relate to, Entitlemania, how not to spoil your kids and what to do if you have. Richard Watts, do you have a website where people can learn more? Yes, Entitlemania.com and at Rich Watts on Twitter. Well, thank you again for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you, Roy. been a pleasure. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, a quick call to your credit card company could save you big bucks. That story, coming up. Stick around, there's more InfoTrack straight ahead.